You're listening to Tim Talks, Taking Interest in Ministry, a conversation between two great friends with over 70 years of ministry between them. Ministering on opposite sides of the border, Dr. Al Stone is the General Director of Bearing Precious Seed Canada and Pastor Emeritus of the Bible Baptist Church in St. Thomas, Ontario, Canada, while Pastor Dan Wolven pastors the North Columbus Baptist Church in Columbus, Ohio. Listen now as Al and Dan review and relate their experiences in hopes of helping others who are taking an interest in ministry. Now, here is Tim Talks. Welcome to Tim Talks. together again together again my friend yeah hey good interviews last week hey i thought those guys did a great job of course the one with brother stringer springer sorry stringer phil stringer i always want to say phil stringer's name brother springer uh man i had a cold uh it was pretty obvious that was done a while ago i was pretty plugged up when i did that so my apologies for sounding (laughs) slightly kind of like this when i did my interview Yeah, those are good guys. I didn't think it sounded funny. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> those guys are good guys. Those guys are good guys. And that's that's an unusual yes. ministry being in a small community like that. So, But we got a lot of guys, mm-hmm. a lot of guys here in Canada. That's exactly what Amen, it is. Amen, brother. So, and all across America, too. The churches in small communities changed our nation. Yeah, yeah, they really do. So... Thank you for all of you who do that, and in the big city as well. I mean, that's uh, it has its whole whole other gambit of things that can happen. You know, I do have to say that this is being aired after the Ohio State-Michigan game. So yes, yes. whatever happened, I want to say this. <laughs> I'm nervous about that game. I am you nervous about that you game. Of course, be. neither Michigan nor Ohio State really played all that well in their last game so i'm nervous so we'll we'll see you know i don't know what the rankings are i think they're still two and four but uh both still undefeated so we'll see what happens but i'm nervous um so for the record i'm nervous yeah between ohio state fans and um, people that you mock trying to find um you know how to put a review on yeah it's been some hot email coming lately so (laughs) If, that, <laughs> if, if you lose, I'm opening up the channel. I'm going to record every call I get, and we'll be airing those. So, <laughs> Oh, do it. I can take you it. You can. If people are so concerned about carnal things that they don't want to think about spiritual things, that's all right. <laughs> You're a dead man. <laughs> hey, you know, I do have to say very kindly and politely yeah. that uh, – Brother Wayne Hardy was here in September and preached for us. And, of course, he's in Stillwater, Oklahoma. Mm. And he was talking about, you know, that he doesn't understand why OSU here in Columbus or OSU in Oklahoma State, where he is, um, why we would want the the in front of our name. Mm -hmm. Because he just thinks it's unjust and unfair because we are the OSU. Wow. And uh, and so at that time, Oklahoma State was undefeated. But after five losses, now I know why yeah. there's a the yeah. in front yeah, of I, I us. Yeah, I get that. I get that. <laughs> <laughs> and we just lost another state Woo! from our... <laughs> love, making, love making friends just, everywhere. Just lost another whole set of listeners. <laughs> 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 oh, man. Oh, man. 
Hey, I do have to say this. Uh, I had we had a great topic come in on children and getting children saved and when to do that, and that was from Angela Shoecraft. I I couldn't think of who sent that to me, and she sent it to me and let oh, me know. Oh so, yes, Angela, Amen. thank you for that. And um, yes, we you. aired that on Monday. Started last Monday, two weeks ago, Monday. And Harrison said to his dad, "Dad, I love Jesus. He's in my heart." And so Derek hmm. uh, got hold of me right away. Do you think he's saved? Do you think he's saved? I said, let me give you a podcast to listen to. And so uh, he said, that was the first podcast of yours that I've listened all the way through. He goes, you know, you guys do a pretty good job. I said, well, it's only been 777. <laughs> you finally got it. <laughs> Thanks, Derek. <laughs> finally figured out what we're doing. So, yeah. I'll have to shoot him in, in Call of Duty Modern Warfare just yeah, for that. Yeah, do it. Do it. Get him. Yeah. That'd be great. So so little Harrison's <laughs> little Harrison's getting close. He's asking and talking. And I asked him the other day if he knew Amen, what sin was. Brother. He had no idea what sin was. And I said, well, l- right. let me show you your life. <laughs> no, he just said, well, hang around, Grandma, and you'll find out. <laughs> That's right. Nana. <laughs> Nana is a perfect example. <laughs> and now I will show you mercy and grace. Look at me. <laughs> and my kids are like, no, <laughs> no. <laughs> exactly. I think I think we've got something mixed up. Yeah, for sure. For sure. Well, listen, we had another great uh, request come in from British Columbia. Uh, we'll bounce from uh, Tennessee to West Virginia, or from Tennessee to uh, British Columbia, uh, the West Virginia of Canada. <laughs> <laughs> the West Virginia. It is beautiful out it there. It is beautiful. It's like the classiest area of all of Canada uh, it, out it's there. It's just like West Virginia. Beautiful. Beautiful. So, yeah, that's what I meant. So, yeah, so this comes from Marshall. And Marshall asked this question Do you ever get calloused when you're working in the ministry? And that's a great question. And. I will tell you that that's that's a fair question. Well, what are we going to do after two minutes of answering that? Well, I, it might take a few minutes, <laughs> few minutes longer than that. So we'll answer the question, and then we'll answer how to deal with that if you should become calloused. Oh, oh, yeah. okay, yeah. okay. I thought we could even talk about being discouraged and disgruntled, and you know, it's not just it's not just pastors that get calloused. There are church people that get calloused, and Sunday school teachers that sometimes get discouraged, and so there's a whole gambit of things that we can. We can talk about yeah, on that. Yeah, so what? That's why I say just quit. <laughs> quit. <laughs> just quit and go to another church that's just like the one you're in with a different pastor that you'll learn to hate in six months too. So just, that's all you need to do. <laughs> go ahead. <laughs> you know, the t- it's like the guy said, the two greatest problems in the world is ignorance and apathy. And the guy said, yeah, I don't know, and I don't care. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Have you ever been calloused? Yeah, yeah, we we get calloused. That's the problem, and uh, you know, probably because I've been around you. Yeah, that's what it is. <laughs> if you don't get yeah. toughened up yeah. around you, I mean, you're gonna somebody's gonna eat your lunch. That's so. right, buddy. <laughs> Calluses are just evidence of hard work, hard work in your life. So, yeah, I preach on this quite a bit quite a bit everybody in our church knows this illustration and i have to like space it out now every two or three years now but i will talk about a guy i knew in cleveland whose name was brother dick holland yeah and we all called him what what was his nickname uh 
Well, uh, Dick the Brick. Yep, Dick the Brick. He was a bricklayer for well over 40 years, yeah. maybe 50-some yeah. years. Mike Holland's dad. And whenever you shook, yeah, when you shook his hand, yeah. it was like you were shaking a brick. Yeah. I mean, his hands were so callous. Mm-hmm. I mean, so tough. You could probably th- put a drill about five inches into his hand and and you still wouldn't hit anything, you know. I mean, his hands were so calloused. And I talk about how, you know, Denise, when we first got married, uh, and now all through 41 years, she is always using hand lotion. And, you know, I would have bought stock in Bath and Body Works oh, yeah. had I known oh, yeah. when we first got married. Yeah. And uh, I said, however, I said, uh, whenever I hold Denise's hand, I'm glad it doesn't feel like I'm holding Dick the Brick's hand, you know, but the only reason there's a difference between those two is because Denise works at keeping her hands soft and we become so calloused by use if we don't intentionally keep our hearts soft, then we'll all become calloused. Yeah, yeah. It's, uh, there's not a preacher that when you start out thinks oh that'll never happen to me i'll never i'll never have the story of other guys that became you know hurt and discouraged and then disgruntled in the ministry and you know that's different to me though being hurt and disgruntled yeah well i think that's different than being callous not being not being touched We're, we're not being touched by somebody else's pain or not being touched by the loss, not being touched by the Holy Spirit. It's just, we're, we're just like in robot mode, you know? Yeah. Well, callous to me, I think of, you know, y- you suffer some hardships and maybe some, you know, difficulty where people um, want to divide or they want to discredit. And when that's over, when that's happened a few times, I think you do become calloused. I think you do become a little hardened to some things some people sometimes so i that's where i'm thinking that's where i would go with that is yeah being yeah calloused. you can be yeah yeah absolutely yeah and and i i never wanted to be that and my my pastor dr strachan in bible college used to say you've got to keep people at arm's length you you can't let people get too close to you and i thought there's no way there's no way i can do that i'm just i'm a people person i love people i love to help people and i learned i learned the hard way that you can let people get too close to you in the ministry and you can confide and you can you know joke around with and become closer than you probably should as a leader and that can come back to hurt you that can come back to bite you and so i i did that and i got i got burned and burned bad to the point where i wrote out my resignation as the pastor of our church and i was ready to quit and by the grace of God and the encouragement of some good church people and staff, I didn't do it, and I'm glad I didn't do it. But I'll tell you what, I became mm-hmm. a little a little more cautious of how close I let people get after that. Well, I, I absolutely understand administratively why you would do that. But I, I still, I have, I have generally disagreed with that statement because that's what discipleship is all about. You know, the, the Lord didn't keep his disciples at, a, at arm's length. The disciples didn't keep the new believers at arm's length. Um, you know, what I think it sort of 
the only way that I can see where I'd agree with that statement is whenever you start allowing people to get so close that we we start making favorites or mm-hmm. or we may have the appearance before the rest of the congregation. Right. You know, we go on vacation with them, we go out to eat with them, we do things with them, we're at their kids' birthday parties, and then we're not at their somebody else's birthday party. Right. We can rarely go out to eat with somebody else. We don't go golfing with somebody. So whenever you start seeing that, when a congregation sees that, I think that that can really be a problem. And, you know, there are just some people that are that are going to be um, wicked people. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, some people, they want to feign friendship or pretend that there's something they're not just because they want to be close. And some people, they they live to mine for your secrets yes, in your family. Yes. And, and so, you know, you certainly have to see that and, and you ask that the Lord opens up our eyes. But, uh, you know, I, I, so... This is something I know that we've talked about before, but I just, discipleship is spending time with people, Mm -hmm. you know, uh, and, uh, but, but there are those that, that you just have to ask the Lord for wisdom to open up our eyes that, that they, they have, they have such a wrong purpose or a wrong heart and that's all they're trying to do is is to cause division, mm-hmm. and they'll pretend to be that flatterer mm-hmm. uh, just to be able to gain you know right closeness right. And and I think there's not a pastor or a pastor's wife in this world that doesn't long to have close, intimate friends where you can have them over and you can discuss things of life and you can talk about your marriage and you can talk about your kids and. You can't talk about church people specifically, but you can talk about situations because you want to bear your soul to someone, and those people often can take that and use that or twist that if they're not the right kind of people. And I agree with you 100%. I love discipleship. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I love discipleship. Yeah. I love spending time with people. But there comes a time in that discipleship where you start spending less time and that person, it's kind of like a baby, you know, you help that baby till they get to the toddler, you help them walk. And then when they start running in their Christianity, you spend time with them, but not near as much as when they're small and, and growing in the things of Christ. And you don't, you don't open yourself up to those personal um, things of your life to those people. I can open them up to you. I can talk to you and Denise because I know it's not going to go any further. You're not going to use that against me. Um, you're not going to remember that. You know, we have a fight and say, oh, yeah, remember that time you said this? And that's not going to happen. But with a church member, that can happen. And if it does, it causes so great problems. So you mean I've got to go home and tear up my list? Yeah, please. Please. <laughs> Get rid of it. <laughs> what do you mean you got a tattooed on your arm? <laughs> <laughs> no, you're wrong. It's so long, it's up one arm and down the other, now going down my leg. <laughs> Keep adding more to it all the time. <laughs> I just have one small little one. It's D-A-N. That's all I have to put on my arm. I remember everything. <laughs> it brings back a flood of memories. <laughs> but yeah, and that's and I think it's I think it's very hard for a pastor's wife. I know that my wife for years, you know. 
I say cry, but I don't mean literally, but she, she said, oh, if I just had a friend, if we just had a couple we could play games with on Friday nights and our kids could be friends with their yes. kids. And we all want that. But unfortunately, yes. you can't do that as a, as a pastor. And as a church member, I'd ask you to know that and remember that and be kind, you know, and at times you can say, hey, come on over. We want to spend some time, but they can't do it, you know, every week and, you know, have that kind of buddy-buddy uh, relationship that we want to have. Now, since I've since I've finished pastoring, I've told my wife, you pick any ladies you want. Spend as much time as you want. And and she's done that, been able to do that. And there's a number of ladies. In fact, as I record this, she's out with a lady right now just um, helping her. She just had surgery, and she said, I'm going to go over and spend some time. I, I love that she can do that and have those those relationships. But it took, it took 30 years. It took a long time. So... If you can find that outside of your church, and a lot of preachers do this, we'll have friends, another pastor close by. Unfortunately, here in Canada, um, the closest guy I have to me that could be able to do that is about an hour away. And that makes it a little tough. And and they have children that are, are younger, and so that makes it a little bit different. But yeah, that's uh, that, can, that can cause you to become callous if somebody turns that on you. Yeah, and the other aspect of this, though, is, you know, we're, we're our target audience are you know basically people 35 and younger mm-hmm. and um because of growing up on you know your cell phone and you know a non-personal yes kind of a you know instrument i would encourage people to take the time to get together with people yes. and get to know people and 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 to do those things you know whenever you look at it jesus spent the most amount of his personal time with those that were closest to him that were growing that that needed the extra time to develop into what he wanted them to be and i think what what we do sometimes in error is we're looking for somebody in personality our personality matches their personality and whether or not they're really a strong christian is not as important as we like them we have a good time together but but the lord spent purposeful time Mm -hmm. and so um you know i guess i i would be convicted of i need to spend more time with our deacons Mm -hmm. and more time with our teachers Mm -hmm. Those that are those that are, you know, in a position where they're committed more to Christ. I don't mean that they're better Christians than other people in our church, but just by their position, they're taking on a greater commitment for Christ. I mean, we love all of our folks, and we love spending time with all of them. But I, I think I I have already been convicted as I'm looking at this next year of finding more opportunities to spend more time with those in in those other positions because that's what the Lord did. Mm-hmm. I, I, I agree that in spending that time, but I, I think we both agree that the time that you're going to spend is it's, it is prepared in your mind that you're going to discuss spiritual things. You're going to talk about good things in the church. You're going to encourage them in their walk. You're going to talk about those things. You're probably not going to sit down with your deacons and say, guys, I, my, my wife and I are struggling and, and our kids are struggling and, and you know, we, we've got this problem and that problem. You're probably not going to do that. That's, 
we don't do that with hardly anybody. Right. And that's and that's where sometimes problem comes in. And that's that's what happened in my life. I had um, I, I had a couple in the church that we got very close to. They were very flattering. They were, you know, wanting to do nice things and you know, they wanted to spend time and their kids were our kids' age and and come to our party, come to this event, come to this thing, and we'd reciprocate. And pretty soon it got to be where we were discussing, you know, um, not intimate things, but just, you know, kind of just yes. burying our hearts, right? Just saying, oh, things man, we're, that, yes, we're discouraged, yes. you know. That, that they don't need to know. Right, exactly. So that's yeah. that's what I yeah. caution is. But no, I, I 100% agree. Um, yes, amen to that. Yes. When you, when you spend time with your church people, you are spending time with them to encourage them and let them be an encouragement to you. And I would say to yes. church people, you know, watch for signs that your pastor and pastor's wife are discouraged. Watch that they're tired and have them over and have a good time. And we used to say all the time, man, if we just just have a really good laugh, if we could just get together and have a really good laugh, mm-hmm. and we'd try to get with you guys yes. or Phil and Sharon or, you know, Steve yep. and Lanny Clay, somebody like that or, you know, yep. whoever. And uh, we would just laugh. We would just we'd have some fun, and, and you need that. And uh, if you can provide that. Yes. And pastors – Watch for your people that need that. You'll, you'll know when the sheep are hurting, and you need to provide that time and spend that time and say, hey, we do understand, so so that you can avoid becoming calloused. Where, and, and sadly, and I'll close by saying this, that I got to a place in my life where I thought, you know what, I've just, I just can't be as close as I want to be because I'm afraid that that's going to happen again. Those people left our church. They divided our church. They caused me two years of you know just grief and heartache and sorrow and i said i'm not i'm not going through that again i'll never put my family through that again and so we we came a little calloused and we that that subsided a little bit over the years but we definitely were a little more cautious yeah there's there is a difference between cautious and callous Mm -hmm. you know we want wisdom uh we want to be careful I mean, after all, the scripture does say, you know, put a watch on my mouth, you know, that I'm going to, I want to be very careful about all of the things that I can say. You know, if we need, and I know you're not saying this, Mm -hmm. so I'm not putting yours in your mouth, but but if we as Christians need someone whom we can complain to or gripe to or, you know, blow off steam to, that never helps them and it doesn't help us. Right. You know, we ought to be doing that to God. To the Lord, right. You know, and yes, and so I'm not saying that you're saying well, that no, no, at all, no. so don't take it that no, way. No, not at all. And uh, But but if we really feel the need, I want to find somebody that I can really complain to, well, that doesn't help anybody. Yeah. You know, even if it's our wives or, or your husband, you know, it just, it, it doesn't help the only one that it really we can find help is giving it to God, mm-hmm. telling the Lord, breaking breaking our heart in prayer to God. So you know, uh, so I you know I caution caution all of us that there's no one that we should find so we don't have to be Christian, you know. And I know you're not saying that, so mm-hmm. so I'm not accusing, no. but but all of us need to be on guard. When we get to the point of, I just want to find somebody and complain, get your heart right before you spend time with anybody, including your family, because we're not going to be helpful, you know? Oh, man, that is, 
I am so glad you said that. Does that mean I won't get the phone call this next Monday that you usually call me on and tell me all the bad things that happen in church and the people you want to strangle and the deacon that's out of sorts? I'm not going to get that call. Praise the Lord. Finally, after 40 years. Oh, great. (laughs) And let me say this. There's hardly a preacher alive that doesn't feel like they want to do that on a Monday. The devil beats us up so bad sometimes on Sunday. Monday's just the time to lick some wounds, but... You're absolutely right. You're absolutely right. And David encouraged himself in the Lord, in the, in Lord. the Lord. And that's what we've got to do as well. But that's yeah. it's the human nature is to cry out to someone else. And and uh, if you've got a friend that helps you, here's here's what my friends have done for me. And, and I've done that. I've called you and said, hey, you know, I'm ticked off or I'm upset or I'm hurt or whatever. And, and you've listened. And then you said, well, the Lord says or the Bible says or you know, let me encourage you in this spiritual concept. I mean, that's that's really what you need to have and you need to, you know, go to in your life when you have those tough times. So thank you for that. Because there have been times when I've been calloused, I'll be honest with you. I've I've put people at bay or I've kind of held things off because I got hurt. And uh, it builds a little tough skin on you. So, yeah. So there you go. Mm-hmm. Calloused. All right. That, yeah, that's Monday. Anything you want to add? We got a lot to go over on Wednesday and Friday. We do, yeah. Stay, stay tuned. We didn't even scratch the surface. We got sidetracked a little bit. I, I got us down a rabbit hole somewhere. That's all right. So That's, I'll try to stay on track hey, next week. So I hope you don't get calloused and hate me. Well, I'm already discouraged. <laughs> <laughs> well, I don't mind you for discouraged. I got to spend Just another twenty calloused. minutes with you. I'm discouraged. <laughs> <laughs> If you'd be my friend and let me complain, please call me at 1-800. <laughs> I think most people from Michigan and half the population of Cleveland Baptist already know what I'm talking about. <laughs> Maddie Folger. <laughs> Listen, I know your pain. I know your pain. <laughs> oh, man. Hey, I'm home. And I'm home till February 1st. Amen. I don't have another meeting till February 1st. Uh, I'll be preaching locally, but uh, I'm going to be home. And it's awesome. I've been home for about a week, and I've already cleaned out the basement, cleaned out the garage, put up the Christmas lights. Uh, I'm putting up shelves uh, tomorrow. I'm getting the oil changed on Wednesday. Man, I'm so glad my wife was ready for me to come home. (laughs) (laughs) I'm getting calloused. I'm getting calloused. I have a honeydew list. It's a mile and a half long, but that's okay. I'm glad. I'm glad. This is Dan Wolven in Columbus, Ohio. Thank you very much. And I do appreciate the one-star review that Doug Schweitzer did give us. <laughs> and so I'm glad he was able to figure that out. For all the rest of you, I uh, hope you give us a five-star rating and a good review. No, Doug gave me a five-star. You only got a one-star. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Doug. I think I got a minus one <laughs> <think> star. So. <laughs> <laughs> oh, just watch if you go back to Cleveland Baptist. There's a lineup. <laughs> there's a lineup. <laughs> <laughs> well, there, that's nothing new. No, that's <laughs> this is Tim Talks. This is Monday. Hey, you know, by the way, yeah. by the way, I do have to say, it's really neat. Uh, whenever I walk in the building now at Cleveland Baptist and you walk by the Roy Thompson Chapel yeah. and then you go by the Bob Folger Fellowship Hall yep. Yep. and if you keep searching, yeah. there's the Dan Wolven Utility Room oh, I saw that's that. over there. I saw that. But 
it's still better than the Yellowstone bathroom stall. <laughs> so, you know, you just it's all perspective. <laughs> <laughs> the, it's the Alstone bus garage. Alstone bus garage. <laughs> Mine says Al who? <laughs> 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 We've left an indelible mark upon the Cleveland Baptist Church for sure. Some good, some bad. <laughs> this is Tim Talks. This is Monday. We're done. Hey, Wednesday, stay tuned. We're going to talk about some other things that uh, have led in our lives and the lives of others to maybe become discouraged or disgruntled. Um, for some who've maybe quit, quit teaching a Sunday school class, quit being a deacon, quit being a pastor. Stay tuned for that as we come up on Wednesday and Friday. This is the Tim Talks, the only Tim Talks, <laughs> and many are saying amen to that. Have a great day. We'll be back with you on Wednesday. Have a great day, A. This is Tim Talks. You've been listening to Tim Talks, taking interest in ministry, with new podcasts added each Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. To learn more about your hosts, Dr. Al Stone and Pastor Dan Wolven, you can visit us at timtalks.com. That's T-I-I-M talks.com. <laughs>